Congratulations, Rodney, on 100 episodes. I am so proud of you and cheers to another 100. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I just realized that the previous episode was the 200th episode. Whoa. 200 of them, thanks. I remember when I hit 100 episodes on the 28th of November, 2020. I was so hype. Listen. I need a hundred black coffins for every episode I've killed. A hundred accolades for every time I showed up to record. A hundred black bottles to celebrate this milestone. And a hundred reasons before I quit this shit. Guys, I started this podcast in May 2018. And since then, it's been two and a half years, four seasons, 100 episodes, over 30,000 listens, over 5,000 minutes of audio, over 200 subscribers across 50 countries, and one host. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rodney Omokache, and I need a hundred rounds of applause for this 100th episode of The Young God. God damn. Put some respect on my name. That was nearly three years ago. I was so excited to reach that milestone, and rightfully so. But now, I'm less excited, more cool, calm, and collected. It's nothing. It's slight work, to be honest. There's a podcaster who released an episode every day for a year last year. So 200 as a number is not really the point. It's about making the best 200 ever. In fact, I actually forgot the milestone was coming because I was so busy creating, which says a lot about where I'm at mentally. My head is down, my eyes are forward, the path is clear. I'm no longer playing it by ear. Coming into season six, my process is more refined than ever. The episodes play like chronological chapters in a book, each one connected to the last and the next. Continuity, a deliberate attempt to take the listener on a journey throughout a season. So far so good, isn't it? You must be getting a sense of what I'm trying to achieve even though we're only just getting started. We are building up to something. Watch this space. And this is a new idea for me. It took me almost another 100 episodes to figure out a new way to think about my podcast. Practice, repetition, consistency, evolution, growth. That's what this 200 episode milestone is really about. Because I like where I'm at creatively with this show. I love how easily some things come to me now. Things that weren't always there. Then there's the mindset shift. When I first started, it was enough to just record something and publish. Then I became more deliberate about my vocal performance. Then I began to experiment with sound editing techniques to raise the production value of the show. Then I became more deliberate about the stories I wanted to tell and the conversations I wanted to have. I saw improvement in my storytelling and the and my ability to unpack ideas in a clear, concise manner. And now, I have a vision for an entire season. That's the part I never saw coming. 
that's how I know that I'm, I'm, I'm hacking this thing. And that's even before the audience, you guys, confirm it. Practice, repetition, consistency, evolution, growth. There's also a bit more order to my creative chaos. I don't use a map. I have a finely tuned compass. I don't know the final destination, but I know the next step, if that makes sense. And this is only possible through repetition. Doing the thing over and over again until your brain unlocks the next level. Creativity. The more you use, the more you get. Repetition. Lil Wayne said it best. Repetition is the father of learning. I repeat, repetition is the father of learning. Intelligence, all that comes from repetition. Awareness, preparation, all that comes from repetition. Money, bitches, all that comes from repetition. Rotation, record spins, repetition. TV spots, awards, repetition. In this episode, I will share what I have learned on the journey to 200. I will take you behind the behind the scenes so that you might see the exact details of my creative process, my thoughts on art and artists, being a good audience, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and so much more. So keep your eyes open, rather keep your ears open, keep an open mind, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. My name is Rodney Amarkache, and you're welcome to The Young God. Yeah. Stand back, got talk. Watch calls. After 200 episodes, the young god is more than a platform. It is an art form. In the sense that creating each episode is like putting together a puzzle that no one has seen, but only I have felt. And that's not always fun, believe me. But that's art, right? It isn't always supposed to be fun. Sometimes it's a fucking miserable, mystifying, meandering label. That's the nature of the beast. And I live inside the belly of said beast. I live inside a cosmic womb of creativity, where sanity and insanity are indistinguishable from one another. It's the best kind of mental illness, I tell you. I love the challenge, the competition with my past self, with my ego, the competition with the work itself, trying to move an idea from the unknown to the known, taking the idea, the information, and the inspiration and turning it into something that someone else can enjoy. The process is both agonizing and gratifying. This process is called mastery, where you start out unconsciously incompetent, then you become consciously incompetent, then through study and developing the skill, you become consciously competent and then you're killing it. At that point, you can do anything and go anywhere. And that's how it is for me right now. I feel like I can go anywhere I want to go creatively. I feel like I have a good grasp of my strengths, my weaknesses, and my limitations. I'm aware that I am far from my best work. My best work is still out there. My masterpiece is still marinating. But every episode is an attempt to reach it, to craft the perfect episode that will move mountains, cause the sun to stand fucking still. 
Do I have doubts? Of course, all the time. But I am fucking brave, man. Creatively, I'm, 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 I'm fearless. I face the doubt and I figure it out. All in all, I find myself more confident in my ability as a storyteller, particularly as an audio storyteller. I just want to tell the best story possible. I want the listener to hear something they've never heard and feel something that maybe they've never felt. Will this episode be the one? Will it bang beyond all belief? No one knows, but the beauty is in the attempt, to be honest. The beauty is the attempt. In all things, especially in a creative endeavor, you gotta try, you gotta show up. And when you try often enough, you tend to end up somewhere decent. And if you're lucky, somewhere excellent. But if you're really, really lucky, you end up making art. I've used the word art like three times now. That's a word that means so many things to so many people. It's become so diluted that every work of creation is referred to as art. But you know what? I got time today. Let's break this table once and for all. First, let me sip some coffee. Thanks to Zuma Coffee, official sponsors of this podcast. Yeah, that is exactly what we need to go the distance in this episode. Okay, so, art. Art, in the real sense of the word, is very rare. I know art galleries, curators, and the millions of artists and artisans creating art every day around the world would beg to differ. But hear me out. Artists are rare, and art is even rarer today. An artist has something in their head or their heart that they have to say that they gotta get out. An artist feels like, I have to get this out into the world. I have to write and share this poem, this song, this experience, this story. An artist produces from a place of truth and unfiltered selfhood. The medium doesn't matter. Then the audience comes after. But there are those who create with an audience or the algorithm at the forefront of their intention. Copywriters, designers, content creators, and those who work for ad agencies or who are, you know, their, their work just requires them to focus on the audience, deadlines, KPIs, and marketing objectives. That's not creation. That's curation. <laughs> Let that sink in. Oh no, we're not letting it sink in just yet. It gets deeper. And this is not to say that it is not creative work, what they do. It is. It's just not art. Even artists themselves fall into this trap where they become memes defined by their followers. Instead of building a captive audience, they become captive creators, slaves to the algorithm, to their audience. This is not to say you cannot be successful working in this way, but it's not art. Why do you think there's a distinction between an artist and an artiste with an E? The artist does not have the limitless freedom to create what they truly want and feel. They may not even have that skill to go into those darker abysses of creativity. They create to meet label-induced deadlines, to satisfy contractual obligations, to generate income, to do numbers, to build a brand, to satisfy their fan bases who put them in a box and will turn on them the minute they deviate from the thing that made them popular in the first place. Artists create formulaic, predictable music and content to satisfy the sometimes low expectations of their audience. 
oh yeah, that's what I said. Low expectations. Real artists are out here contending with the unknown. They are possessed by it. They exist on that barrier between what is and what could be. Through imagination, exploration, and expression, they move information through the barrier. Spiritual stuff, fam. It's a different game. An ordinary object can be elevated to the dignity of a work of art by the mere choice of an artist. Pablo Picasso, one of the truest artists that ever lived, once said, There are painters who transform the sun to a yellow spot. But there are others who, with the help of their art and their intelligence, transform a yellow spot into sun. Yes! Louder for those in the back. Yes! Yes! Let that sink in. Okay, no, the sink is not coming in just yet. It's not coming in just yet. We're still, we're still building. Essentially, there are levels to this. The thing is that audiences can't tell the difference, so they are easily impressed by a lot of stuff out there. I'll give you an example. Early this year, a tweet caught my attention. At Ivy Kungu, quote, Let me tell you a secret about art. I don't give a fuck how bad you think you draw. If you keep drawing exactly like that... So yeah, that's exactly with like three A's. If you keep drawing exactly like that and make enough stuff exactly like that, people will assume that you draw like that by choice and they'll call it your style. Art is just committing to the bit. 6,000 plus retweets, 55,000 plus likes. So much to unpack in that tweet. But pay attention to where she said, if you keep drawing exactly like that, people will assume you draw like that by choice. She's basically confirming the low expectations of most audiences that I pointed out. That it's okay to be mediocre because, after all, people generally lack the taste, culture, and sophistication to expect more, to know the difference between trash and talent. And she's not wrong. Audiences today are easily impressed. They don't expect much from creators except to make something nice. But thank God there are people who have the high agency to do things well, to push the limits. Excellence is their North Star, regardless of who is watching. Thank God for them, because they are the ones who keep us honest and evolving. But that's not all. The Twitter thread continues. You could fill up a sketchbook with doodles. Most people, me included, would just be like, Damn, you finished a sketchbook? You're an artist for real, for real, for real. There's like five hours. Because nobody thinks you're doing all that drawing, painting, whatever, for no reason. LMAO. Really? All you have to do is finish a sketchbook to be called an artist? Is that how low the bar is? She even admitted that she herself lacks taste. Proudly. And the comment section was filled with all kinds of low-hanging fruit agreeing with her take. It was fascinating, to say the least. But dear aspiring artist, this is such bad advice. Art is not merely committing to the bit. It's committing to evolving, developing, and mastering your crafts for the rest of your life. You are no artist until you enter this mind state. When people like at Ivy Kungu praise your work, you should be worried. Create for audiences with taste who expect high quality. That's how you grow. You're competing against the world, fam, not just your backyard. 
And speaking of audiences with taste, I can't stress what I'm about to say enough. Some are born to make great art, others are born to appreciate it. It's a kind of talent in itself to be an audience. Whether you're a spectator in a gallery or you are listening to the young god at an event, there have to be those who witness the art, who love and appreciate what they have been privileged to see or hear. Please take your role in the creative process very seriously. Don't give compliments too easily. If something is trash, call it out. Or at least, acknowledge it within yourself that it is trash. Know what you're experiencing. If it's mid, call it mid. Be gentle, be harsh, be constructive with your criticism, be whatever, just be truthful. Hell, you might be wrong. You might not know jack about what you're talking about. But say the truth about what you're feeling and witnessing regardless. If they can't handle criticism, then they're not ready to be an artist. Go and be an accountant or a butcher or something. Let's hold these artists, hold us, yes, me included, to the highest standards. This is why critics and ceilings and gatekeepers exist. So that we take our work seriously. So that if you're going to call yourself an artist, you fucking act like it. If not, frauds will continue to give you the barest minimum and call it art. And you'll be none the wiser. That's bad for everybody. By the way, you guys are all right. Yes, you listening. If you're tuned in, if you're here, if you press play, then your palate is mature, you are sophisticated, you like good things, and I love that for you. The best audience in the world, hands down. You know how I feel. I have a whole podcast episode on this. Whether it's on the podcast or at my physical events, you guys always understand the assignment. We end this together. You know ya. That's God. I love coffee. I've always wanted to become a proper coffee connoisseur. It is for this reason I'm partnering with Zuma Coffee, an Abuja-based brand that takes coffee very seriously. Their beans are locally sourced, roasted in-house and for sale. Their barista is world-class with intimate knowledge and experience about all things coffee, always experimenting, concocting and telling the stories behind the beans. Their menu contains unique recipes for different levels of coffee lovers. And if you wish to take your coffee game to the next level, they sell all kinds of tools and gadgets you can use to brew your next best cup. To see for yourself, visit their cozy little cafe or their Instagram page at zumacoffee underscore. Tell them the young god sent you for a discount. So what then is art? I mean, since we know what an artist is and isn't, what is art? How do we define it? How do we know it when we see it? This is where it gets tricky and nuanced and largely subjective. But there are a few telltale signs that point us in the right direction. A thing is called art because a lot of care, effort, thought, skill and intention went into its creation. And because of that, it matters. It is appreciated and remembered for a longer time for its inherent value. Art also has the mysterious power to deeply move and inspire all in a person. Only art has that power. Other forms of content might entertain, 
or make you feel things but art is just on a deeper level deep calls to deep if you create from a deep place it's going to appeal to something deep in whoever is consuming it art is also the thing people forget they need until they need it art comforts the disturbed and disturbs the comfortable am i communicating yes and it doesn't have to be purely visual arts it could be anything it could be a sport anything can be turned into an art when it is done with a lot of care effort thought skill practice intention repetition you name it it becomes pleasing to the eye and calming to the soul it elevates everything when you create on this level being a perfectionist is allowed not only is it allowed it becomes necessary people talk about perfectionism like it's a bad thing here's the tea or the coffee shout out to zuma coffee give me energy right now perfectionism is bad only if you're not really good at the thing when you're still an amateur or hobbyist in this stage you should be creating to create for the fun of it not creating to be perfect or to win perfection is impossible to reach even as a master how much more iroki you haven't put in the requisite time and effort to complain that you're a perfectionist you're dealing with something else you want your stuff to be perfect as soon as possible but you need more time more reps repetition here's what i've learned from my own journey right it's nice to create for fun to play in the garden of creativity i mean there's nothing like it and there's a time for that but there's also a time when you must be brilliant on demand when trash is simply unacceptable when you must judge the quality of your own stuff with extreme prejudice when you must ruthlessly aim at perfection not because you reach it but because you know that if you can just touch the hem of its garment anything can happen that's the game we all play every time we we get into the zone if it's not good enough it's got to go no sentimentality it's either it works or it doesn't the artistic vision demands that you must come as close to perfection as possible Anyone can have fun in a creative act, but a true artist must go into the lion's den and contend with all his fears and habits to extract the masterpiece that would set his soul free and give the world something to marvel at. In this instance, perfection is a must. But there's a caveat. You should be able to turn the perfectionist switch on and off at will. The perfectionist mind state is not a place to be at all times. If you're a perfectionist all the time, seek help. It's a path that leads to self-destruction. Fun and play are still important at whatever stage you're at. Never lose that in your craft, in your life, in whatever. Then there's imposter syndrome. To be honest, I can't relate. is not something i deal with by the way it's not imposter syndrome when you're actually incompetent i'm sorry but you're just not good enough to be an imposter imposter syndrome only counts if you have all the qualifications experience and track record but you still feel inadequate if this is you you might outgrow it or it might seriously hold you back figure it out and get over it quick Don't get comfortable with that feeling. 
You know who doesn't get imposter syndrome? Cats. Not only does every cat know they're a cat, I think every cat believes firmly with conviction that they're the best possible cat, the prime example of a cat, the most cat a cat could be. This I relate with on so many levels. One of them being that I have an actual cat, so this is something I see every day. The audacity of this little man, of this little creature is, <laughs> is fascinating to behold. He's a ginger named Lightning. B, like Lightning. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. The podcast is four years old this month of May, by the way. Yeah. 201 episodes and four years. That's a lot of time, a lot of hours doing the same thing over. Well, not the same thing, but you know, you know what I mean. And in a recent interview, I was asked how I've managed to stay consistent and motivated all this time. My answer was simply what God builds, God sustains bars. She was impressed, but she was unsatisfied. She demanded details. So I said, by that, I mean that a lot of thought and care and strategy went into this thing before I began, before I ever hit record on anything, before I ever said a single word. Listen to episode one of this season to get the gist in case you missed it. After that, it was just a matter of faith that my efforts wouldn't be in vain that I could do this sustainably. That's God. Social media will tell you things like, start now, start afraid, start with what you have, start wherever you are, just start. That's nice and all, but it's never that simple. You've got to put a lot of thought into things before you start. Not overthink, not worry, not cripple yourself with anxiety, not analysis, paralysis, just you know, educate yourself and consider all your options before you get into a thing. I mean, that's a no-brainer, but particularly with things like this that seem like it's fun in the beginning, right? You gotta have that moment or that period of just knowing yourself, know your enemy. In this case, your enemy is the work ahead. And when you've put in that pre-work, so to speak, the victory will be complete. The second meaning to my answer is the fact that God is love. God is love. Guys, I love this genre. I love how I do it. I love the process. I love the unique outlet it gives me. I love that it's so in tune with my natural abilities, my temperament, and the seemingly random skills I picked up before I ever thought of being a podcaster. I love the hugely underrated art of storytelling. I love that it's a great way for me to spend my free time. I love my audience. 
I want you guys to enjoy the hell out of whatever you tap play on. I respect your intelligence and your support. I don't take it for granted because the end all, be all of this thing is to entertain. Now tell me, dear listener, are you not entertained? Are you feeling this thing as it's entering your brain? Because when the young god hits, you feel no pain. Now let that sink in. Let that sink in. Who's there? It's me. The sink. If you don't like it, kiss the How about? <laughs> and you know the best part? You love me right back. So what are we saying? We in this. I love podcasting and it loves me back. Why would I stop? What I do is I go to the studio. And I just stay in the studio. See, you have to understand the difference. The difference between me and you is, to you, this is your job. To me, this is my life. This studio, this is my life. This is what I do better than I do anything. So why wouldn't I do it all the time? See, that's the difference between you and I. Lil Wayne is my, is my spirit animal fan. He always gets me. And he said it best. When you get serious about something, it gets serious with you. That's the difference at the end of the day between those who do it and those who stop or quit or fail or whatever. Dear listener, my hope for you is this. I hope you find something noble worth building your life around. I hope you find something you love or at least learn to love it in time. I hope that when you find it, you have the courage to commit to it. I hope that you find reasons internally to carry on when success is not obvious. I hope you do the right things at the right time with the right intention. I hope you enjoy the different stages of your journey from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence to conscious competence. <laughs> Goddamn. Tongue twisters out here. And I hope it makes you into someone you can be proud of. That's worship and prayer in its purest form. That's God. Because gods don't leave things to chance. They do shit. Yeah. They yeah. fucking do shit. They see it and it happens. Yeah. They, they see it and they do it. Boom, it's done. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Taking responsibility is Godship. Which is why we said the other day that God is an action. Hmm. 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 I'm going to let that one sing it. I'm going to let that one sing it for a little minute. Because even me, as I said this, my brain, my, my spirit said, <laughs> Let there be light. Yes, you know, God. God is an action. There are things that happen, and you're like, God did. Or God did. God did, because God is an action. Yeah. It's when he does things, and when things yeah. are done, you know that that's God. Yeah. Because the scale of the action is there. The scale of the action, no be, no be my hand. God is an action. But perhaps God is an overwhelming action. He's the one that you will not fit. God's the action of all actions. Eh? And, 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 and to take a step further, God is an outcome. Mm. Yeah. The action leads to an outcome. Yes. Yeah, because if you remember, no, do you know what? in the book of Genesis, God bless like, you. God bless you. God is an outcome. Yeah, Ooh. it's like, I love that. And it was good. After every stage After of the, everything, he will mm. say, and it was good. Mm. So what that says to me is that God is. Good. Anything that is good, anything that is, mm. and what is good, anything that, that reduces suffering for the net amount of people. Yeah. Whatever is soft, 
What about meaningful? God did. Lord, we were spitting. We were spitting. God is an action, an outcome. God is effort, patience, and creativity. Faith in God is confidence in yourself that you will overcome the challenges that come with doing hard things. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what God builds, God sustains. That part, that part, that part, that part, hey. At the end of the interview, I was asked, What's your end game? To which I responded, I don't have one. There's no end to my game. Yeah. <laughs> I was on fire that day. Bars flying all over the place. But I was really feeling myself when I said that one. Hell, I'm feeling myself right now. But yeah, there's no end to my game. Forever young God. I'm talking beyond the podcast itself. The Young God brand is slowly expanding into other kinds of experiences. Like I said, it's more than a platform. It's an art form. It's a whole other experience and it's going to be more than the podcast. Speaking of which, this will always be that space where I come to express myself. And just to give you further context, the purpose of all of this, this entire episode, apart from, you know, commemorating the 200th episode or the 200 milestone is to demystify what it takes to do hard things so that anyone about to start something that requires time and effort and with all the uncertainty in the world will be armed with actionable information and the mindset required to go the distance this is usually the difference between those who dare to do and those who don't dare at all we know something you don't I had a fraction of this information when I started out. The podcast was my opportunity to test and apply and add to that information and earn my own wisdom by doing. But whoever is listening to this right now, you're getting 10 times more. So you have no excuse. I'm not special. I don't have a special talent, just interests, curiosity and energy. If I can do it, you can too. This is your reminder that you have everything you need. Okay? Hmm? We're cool. At the end of the day, my goal is to create what is elegant, beautiful, and socially valued. I think we owe it to ourselves to create beautiful things, meaningful things. There's a lot of traffic, tension, and triggers out there. Some business experts and entrepreneurs are pushing the idea that the easiest way to build wealth or a brand is to create anxiety that is only relievable by purchase. That is to say, focus on things that satisfy horniness, loneliness, boredom, sickness, hunger, physical insecurity, greed, and fear. As you can see, it works like a charm all around us, but I prefer to appeal to the best in people rather than their worst. Products and services that generate positive emotions and outcomes in addition to dollars. That's my North Star. And I will continue to facilitate beautiful experiences on this podcast and beyond through the Young God brand. That's my promise.
You may or may not know, but I'm building a network, a community of individuals committed to this ideal. I'm partnering with people, brands, businesses, and organizations who are on this same wavelength, who share in this ideal, who are committed to using their resources to create wholesome experiences for diverse audiences. If this is you, hit me up. I'm on Twitter at IamTheYoungGod and Instagram at IamTheYoungGodPod. And as usual, we're doing Twitter Spaces to discuss this in more detail. If you would like to join in every other week, we do this. So follow to get the info when it drops. And there you have it. Thank you once again for listening, for going on this journey with me. Your support energizes me. The best audience in the world. Never forget that. Never, ever forget that. Thank you always. Don't forget to follow subscribe and leave a review tell a friend about this episode and this podcast and i'm looking forward to many more episodes and many more moments of magic until next time this is the young god <laughs>